we'd like to take you on a journey down the timeline of one of Luminate's recent projects, a brand new campus for Leeds City College. It's an inspiring success story that will help bring social and economic growth to the region, leading the charge for environmental sustainability and, most importantly, empowering the students of Leeds to realise their own potential. This is the story of Quarry Hill, Quarry Campus. Hill Campus. You don't expect somewhere so close to your heart to hold so much history. Just living in a place where everyone knew everyone and there was a real sense of community, I think that that's quite appealing. I feel like working class people are so mistreated and like I don't think they're really seen. I'd feel like it destroyed people's childhoods really, like as people said it's all they've known. Hi there, uh, my name's Sarah Robinson. I'm the programme manager for Level 3 Media at Leeds City College and that means I look after the TV and film and the journalism students. Uh, hi, I'm Joe. I'm a tutor on Level 1, 2 and 3 Media. It's a beautiful building um, and we're very lucky to have such an amazing facility. But something was there before and something before that as well, presumably. I didn't give my students too much information on it. I just said, I want you to listen to these three podcasts. I want you to analyse them and then we're going to have a conversation with the podcast maker. It was kind of a good way of doing it because they went in without any preconceptions of what they needed to say on the other end or what they had to come up with what they were listening for anything like that so they just heard the podcast in its purest form that's why it was so good how it came back and how the conversation developed when we actually had it because everything was just the purest form of how they felt about the the things that they heard what I loved about hearing what they had to say was a real sense of empathy that they had with all the different situations um, that the demolition of the flats had. And no, nobody noticed it go. You know, this was the other thing. It was so big and it was so colossal. And it was all almost bashed down by hand. Uh, hi, I'm Marcus and I play the piano. Hello, I'm Rory Howe and I live in Leeds. I'm Lucy and um, I have a cat. She's called Isla. I'm Tom and I think I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a huge football fan. Even if it's just a block of flats, it's people's livelihoods, it's where they live, you know, it's where they might have grown up. So I think it's kind of unfair just to get rid of it like that and take it away so quickly. Obviously, it'll be upsetting for the community because of all the friendships and the bonds and the connections that they've all made together. But as an area, Leeds is like changing and like new architecture and designs are coming in. So if there are a big rough looking block of flats, I feel like that it would put people off more. So I feel like it had to had to go. Well, it was social housing, it wasn't like the largest social housing. I think it was 
it's quite historic, so it'd be nice if it's there to like look back on. Now that community's gone, you kind of like just have to look back on it, sort of like that, and just think about the positives, like the college being here now. I'd say that's like a huge positive. Dad died in, in 22 Kitson House. He died and uh, they, they put him on a stretcher, strapped him to the stretcher, and they had to put, send, take him down the lift vertical, yeah, instead of horizontal. And I had to hold the lift open because it have shut off. The loss of home, the, the loss of childhood, you know, the impact that that had. My last image of my father was him going down in this lift, you know, dead on a, on a stretcher. And, um, I suppose when you see things like that, you know, that's all like. Hi, I'm Abby, and I like to draw. I'm Josh, and I play darts for Yorkshire. All right, I'm Harvey, and cricket's probably my favourite sport, to be honest. Hi, I'm Neve, and I play competitive golf. If they're young and then you're like significantly older, you're like, oh, they'll be fine. They're young, they don't really know anything. But it, it does have an impact on them. Because it, it's different, you know, like they're, if they're moving somewhere else or if they don't have anywhere else. And like I said, if it's all they've ever known, it's a big shift in their life. So they have to like adjust, which can be difficult. I moved house, I think, the end of 2019, you know, I lived in that house since I was young, since I can remember, so if you look at it like that, it was obviously for the first couple of months after, I don't know, it'd be longer for them, but it was difficult for me because I'm used to different surroundings and everything, so I think it'd be really difficult for them, definitely. The people that live there kind of lost their community and like a part of them. I'd feel like it would destroy people's childhoods really, like as people said it's all they've known and then for it to just like get demolished they'd feel a bit of like their cells being demolished and their upbringing because it like with it being all the people have known for a long time and friends that they've met that they might not see again, it'll be difficult for certain people. When I was growing up I remember that togetherness of the council estate that I lived on when I was young and then the difference between that and moving to the sort of nicer neighborhood that I grew up grew up in from about nine ten years old and that missing that community was a real big thing for me. They sounded like as though they'd lost a part of themselves through losing where they were living. When you're a kid, the, the first house that you live in feels like home to you. Like, you, you're going to grow up here, you're going to spend your life here, you're going to learn everything here. And then if it just gets demolished or you move out, then it's going to be a massive deal because you feel like you've lost it. And I think, as Abby said, you've lost part of your childhood, like, you lost a massive part of your life. Even though it's your first house, might not have lived there for a few years, it's still quite a big deal because, as I said, you, you've lived there and it's your life, it's your livelihood. And... Once it's gone, it's gone. So I think it's going to be quite hard for like people at a young age, especially even if like a teenager.
there was a, a lot of talk about unfairness as well and you know how unfair it was that these places were demolished and how it took so much away from them. My name is Alana and my favourite TV show is RuPaul's Drag Race. Hi, um, I'm Leah and I absolutely love music. My name's Emily and I like to read. I'm Candice uh, and I'm vegan. They destroyed that council flat so the people were probably like working class people. So it kind of was like, especially because I can kind of relate to that, it was kind of like sad because that was their homes and like a lot, like it was like one of the only things they had. I feel like working class people are so mistreated and like I don't think they're really seen and anyhow it was expensive flats like it wouldn't have even been considered as a thing. I think being from a working class background as well you know it is very relatable and I do think you know it must have been very hard for the people being in that situation. Think that it kind of makes you feel almost untouchable so like you're all part of this little group and no one else can really take that away from you and everyone kind of admires that really because in the intimidation there kind of is a level of that respect that you have so i think that they kind of liked that respect that everyone else had for them i think they'd also kind of love it and hate it because on one aspect you've got um as alana said that it keeps you quite close-knit and um but it also, it gives you like, I don't know, a stereotype. Oh, you're from Quarry Hill, that means blah, 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 blah. So if you're like, I don't know, you're going for a job interview and you're trying to look respectable or stuff, you've already got that um, aura thing around you um, when you're trying to, I guess, live your life. Um, I kind of think on the same level as that, like if you try to be really professional and you've got this baggage, you could say, um, following you around, people are not going to take you as seriously as they would if you were living somewhere else. The togetherness and the community aspect comes out of that feeling of your community against the rest of the world, if you know what I mean, because you feel under valued as part of the society but you feel it together and that's what sort of brings those communities together so strongly would any of you like to have lived there Oh yeah, of course, because it's just like the place I currently live now. Like you've got, if it was flats, like you've got flats just around the corner from my house. And then during, especially this time when you're not allowed to go out and see people, but you can see they're like sat on the balconies and they're all talking across from each other with their um, like little fire pits or um, just drinking and having a laugh and you can hear it. And I think it's because I, like I've got that sense of community on my estate because considering I've grown up here um all my life and I've known all of these people since like I've gone through them with nursery and primary school and like extracurricular clubs and stuff like that so I I understand it unlike whereas other people are saying they don't really 
personally, I don't know if I'd be comfortable staying there, but it was like, um, it seems quite connected and like a really big family in a way, it's quite nice. I wouldn't actually want to live there because it reminds me of something like is intimidating. I wouldn't actually want to be scared just to walk past the flats or anything because I want to live in a place where it's safe. I think like mentioned before like the family kind of aspect like I think that just living in a place where everyone knew everyone and there was a real sense of community I think that that's quite appealing and I think that you can only really get that if you live in flats like I don't really like I know my neighbours but apart from that I wouldn't say there's like a real sense of community around here but whereas in the flats I can imagine that would be something that would be quite nice because everyone's kind of got each other's backs. When you go to like sort of more poor and rundown areas I think there's kind of a bigger sort of sense of community and family definitely because I moved from like an old council estate to like where I am now which is quite like rural and out the way and sort of like not posh but like a lot different to sort of where I'd lived before essentially like everyone like Alana was saying like I know my neighbours but not like to the point of where it's sort of like you have that family or community feeling. I like the song that they were singing, saying that they had their own song for the estate that they lived on. I found that really funny. Um, and that how they all, despite two different people, I don't know if they'd met before. Well, obviously, they might have met before if they lived on the same estate. I just found that really um, funny how they could still sing the song word for word, um, despite it, however long it being, like 20 years since. We are the Gladiolas, we stay up late at night. If, if anybody says, oh, there's bound to be a fight. fight. Last night we were in trouble, tonight will be the same. Tomorrow we'll be spending six months in Army Jail, in Army Jail, in Ready Stale, in Army Jail, there's a whale. There's something that I can't quite put into words about that conversation that we had, that sense of living in a block of flats like that and everybody knowing each other and and that feeling of safety and I think at one point we touched on it, it was kind of like those people against the world and I think that kind of harks back to what it's like to be a person of, of their age just generally and they come to the to the college which is now on that campus to learn academically and learn about uh, all the things that we teach them but then also we do want to create a sense of community and we do want them to have all those sort of boxes ticked about you know that safe feeling like home from home situation and it kind of had this mix of the two what we were doing it was just a, a nice situation for the students to be in especially at a time like this where we're kind of away from it all. their sort of analysis of the of the podcast and their contributions that they made you know bringing in things like the class and the meaning of home and the memories of childhood and the importance really of um, all those things that make us all the same and together and, and, and that kind of thing it opens up so many different avenues of just making them see that things aren't just what's on the surface there's lots of things under underneath the surface as well. You've been listening to a Better Songs production produced by Rosie Parsons and Verity Watts. Special thanks go to Rudy Thomas, Don Maguire, Leeds City Museum, 
Colours May Vary, Tony Macaluso and Rum Doodle for the use of their song, The Quarry Hill Flats. The project was recorded entirely during lockdown and was funded by Leeds City College Arts Fund. Memento Mori is published by RRB Photo Books and is available via strangelyfamiliar.co.uk. The Quarry Hill Flats